You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the 2021 Dragon Con Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Director Mike Faber, of course, is here. Howdy, Mike. How are you, my friend? I am Peachy Keen, and yourself? I'm doing great. I'm going to do some self-promoting right now. Look what I'm wearing. I am wearing the... You can't... This is not... We're going... I'm wearing the Dragon Con Report (laughs) t-shirt. And that's a way to tell you that for the rest of April... That you can go to our T Public store for thirteen dollars. You can get any T-shirt that you want from the ESO network, and it's pretty awesome. There's a Dragon Con report. There is ESO podcast. There's ESO network. There's our station. Who? There's Flopcast. You know, you name it. Whoever's part of the ESO network is up there. So it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And very stylish, too, by the way. I know. If only this we had cameras on, you know? <laughs> if only. If um, only. <laughs> of course, we have Darren with us as well. Welcome back. Howdy, everybody. Howdy. What's How up? How are things with you, sir? I'm good. I've gotten both my Fauci ouchies, so I'm ready to go. Uh, excellent. Excellent. I am of that mm-hmm. camp as well. So, um, yeah. I think all the, all the, am, all the main I'm hosts house, are. Yeah. yeah, I'm House Pfizer. In case anyone's wondering, yeah, so, I'm yeah. Team Moderna. The tribes will meet, and there will be a big clash. I, sure. I am, there will be dragons. <laughs> there will be dragons. I, I am of House Moderna, so. Oh, fighting yeah. words, fighting so words. So I guess, uh, I guess this will be the last time uh, we share a podcast together. Um, probably, probably. Just to be sir. safe. Just to be safe. Um, <laughs> and speaking of people who've gotten their double doses, uh, Jen is back with us as well. Audi. Yep, got it like six hours ago. Okay, so, so oh. <laughs> also t- so you're, also you're, team you're feeling yeah, it. <laughs> also team Pfizer. So oh okay. yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so we're all equally represented. That's good. Yep. Um, we are also honored to have with us two guests on this episode. Uh, we have Mindy Kidd, who is in the admin Hello. of the Plus Size uh, Cosplayers of Dragon Con Facebook group. Mindy, welcome to the station. Hey everybody, Howdy. glad to be here. Yes, we are glad to have you. And we have Chuck, <laughs> we have uh, Chuck Corum, the admin of the DragonCon unofficial Facebook group. One of the admins there, right? Nice to be be here with you. All right, we I look forward to talking to you guys in detail about your experiences at DragonCon, as well as your Facebook groups and and everything related to DragonCon. So we are glad to have you. Looking forward to it. Um, let's get some uh, stuff out of the way. We are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea public store, as Mike mentioned, uh, and it's filled with all kinds of cool designs, and it's on sale. So uh, Everything is a- on sale for the month of April. You can find that link at the top of the ESO Network page, as well as in the show notes here. Um, and, of- and we also have a Patreon page as well. Mike, anything going on with that? Patreon? I thought it's Patreon. <laughs> it is Patreon. <laughs> 
Okay. It's, it must be a New England thing or something, you know. <laughs> that's true. Let's, <laughs> let's call it that. Yes, okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. We got a great Patreon where you can get really cool ESO swag and materials and you help support the network at the same time. Jen is up on our top level. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. And the rest of you should be who are listening also. And, you know, we have four levels for the show. We have a dollar level. We have a $5 level. We have a $10 level. And now we have a $15 level. And each level you get different, you know, bonuses and such. And each time, you know, we give you our podcast 48 hours early. You get really cool stickers, magnets, even get to appear on the shows and even become a co-host in some cases. And so <laughs> it's pretty darn awesome that you can actually do that. And if Dragon Con does happen this year, the upper level folks will actually be able to come to a personal ESO network meet and greet. So it's pretty awesome that we're going to be doing that. And so, you know, fingers crossed. And, you know, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. And like I said, for only 25 cents a week, you could help support the network. Are you and saying those... that I bribed my way into this spot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to plead the fifth now. Oh, look, my computer's going on mute. How about the... Uh, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, and we also want to thank all those folks who have uh, lent their support through uh, Patreon as well. So we, we really appreciate it. Um, and we know that there's a few of you, especially, you know, for the past year or so, it's been tough. And we really appreciate that uh, you guys have decided to give us some of your time and, and, and a little bit of your cash, too. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at, email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Audible. Wow, those 10 things, and yet we only have six listeners. It's amazing. Um, well, that's why I just usually just say, you know, you can listen to us wherever fine podcasts are found, even our show. Uh, but we do want you to be part of the station we want you to be part of the discussion feel free to join us on any of those platforms Uh, we also have an instagram account too it's fairly new Um, we are posting to certainly the episodes whenever a new episode is released you'll find out there as well um, the first day and uh, we're going to start doing some fun stuff with that too so uh, keep an eye out on the instagram account that's dragon con report all one word Um, we'll get started with some news um, compared to last month there's not a lot of news, to be honest with you. Things are kind of just um, slowly progressing. Um, if you're just joining us, this is the first time you're listening to us this year. Um, DragonCon, the folks at DragonCon have decided they are trying to host a, a in-person event of some kind. Uh, they are, they, they're looking at right now planning to do a hybrid of sorts, uh, in-person as well as um, virtual. Uh, they had a lot of success with the virtual convention last year, and uh, so they want to keep that going as well. But all those details regarding that are still to be determined, and I'm at, and, and I'm guessing they're probably going to be still to be determined for quite quite a few months to come. Uh, so uh, depending on the way things happen, um, Jen, uh, I noticed something I thought was news. Okay. And sure. I didn't, I forgot to bring this up earlier. Have y'all, did we talk about the Night at the Aquarium tickets yet on any of the previous episodes? Nope. I don't, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. They nope, are no, on no. sale. 
Those usually sell out really fast. Um, um, and they have be- the the VIPs are on sale uh, and the general admission. And they've got the price tiers listed of when the price goes up now, too. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And that usually goes out pretty fast. But I think it's a true test. You know, the uncertainty of everything is probably it, it, that's why there's still available availability there. Yeah. Because uh, that usually goes out and like, sells out in one day. Well, I, I also I don't think they announced it on the official Dragon Con uh, Facebook page yet. Oh. I hope it's not no, like a, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I hope it's not like a website blur where it's like every year they <laughs> automatically post, "Hey, come to this." Well, event. I mean, it has the I can, that could be problematic. It has the, de- <laughs> the date, the correct date details, and mm. hey? like because we're uh, we're considering buying the VIP level this year since we're staying right near it. Ooh. Mm. the aquarium fancy so. fancy, fancy. Hey, three hour open bar come on <laughs> I, I don't i don't see trouble there i really don't see trouble there i don't need to pay to go to the aquarium to have an open bar i bring no, my i do too to but like we've enjoyed the parties at the at the aquarium we just didn't like it yeah. when it started getting crowded and yeah. we're like we're never going back unless we do the vip level and this year we're like well we're staying literally across the street maybe that's the perfect time to go back so yeah, probably. open bar drink with the fishes or drink or drink like a fish i drink like you'll have to give us a, re- a report on how the uh, quality of drinkage they is. should know if they they've hosted dragon con events before they should know that having an open bar that is is just asking for trouble well again it is it's, asking it's for just trouble. in the vip room because you know the, gotcha. the, the, gotcha. the, the uh, regular okay. bars no you're you're waiting in line 30 minutes for you're waiting at do you have to buy a ticket like you do at the hotel to go get the water down? No, you, you pay cash when you okay. get up to the bar, but it's like, you know, in the okay. little disposable wine glasses, it, oh, it's totally. that size for like eight no. bucks, 10 no. bucks. So, oh, hell no. Thank yeah. you. And you. I'm not at communion. <laughs> I'm at a con for Christ's sake. <laughs> Uh, I'm the not other sitting news... at the Seder table. Come on, kids. <laughs> the other news I the, kids the other thing. news I saw was that uh, DragonCon TV is looking for submissions. Uh, I think yes, they've run out of jokes. Um, uh, they, uh, <laughs> um, if you've got a fan film or an idea or an idea like a written bumper that you want to submit to them or a video, they're taking all kinds of submissions. So uh, just. Go to uh, dragoncon.tv slash submissions um, and uh, fill out all the forms there. There's a lot of more details than uh, what I'm giving you here. Uh, but certainly <laughs> if you want to take part in the fun that is DragonCon TV, um, they are open to ideas. So, um, you know, if they were looking for a lot of submissions, they should say DragonCon TV is looking for submissives. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, Hi. See, there you go. There's one. There's one DragonCon TV. There you go. Yeah, that's that's a different thing entirely. Um, uh, Dragon After Dark. DragonCon After Dark. Hashtag DragonCon After Dark. Uh, in order to be uh, um, integrated to this year's convention, uh, those uh, any submissions must uh, be done uh, entered by August 1st of this year. So, uh, wow! So that's still plenty of time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll be here before he we know said. He said, looking at his cosplay calendar, going, "Yeah, I got plenty of time." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's it for the news. We did get some emails. Thank you guys very much uh, for sending those. Um, I have distributed. Uh, we've only we've got three. 
Um, and um, uh, full disclosure, I have edited them a little bit because uh, some of them were, were quite long, which we appreciate. But in order to read them to the folks here, the listeners, um, I think it'd be best. So I, I edited them just a little bit. Um, so, uh, Darren, we'll start with yours. All right. Well, here we go. This is from Michael Williams. And it, of course, it starts off y'all, so you already get points for that because it is a Southern Con. I like that. Uh, I was an attending professional for Dragon Con Ghost Virtual and have been for in-person Dragon Con several times as well. And I love the virtual experience. Is it exactly the same? No, but the differences aren't all negatives either. There were things I missed, but there were also a number of ways I preferred it over in-person. No scramble for a hotel, no sweaty summer dash from the Westin to the Hilton, no $160 parking bill, no con crud after. <laughs> to share one of the moments that really cemented my deep appreciation for the virtual event, I co-host a podcast that did a video episode for American Sci-Fi Classics Track. In that, in the course of it, we invited viewers to email us if they wanted to keep discussing the topic. One of the folks who wrote lives in Alaska. She and her mother had spent years saying, maybe next year we'll take a trip and go to Dragon Con. They never did, and her mother passed away a few years ago. In 2020, she attended her first Dragon Con because it was virtual. She had an absolute blast and wrote to tell us that her mother was a particular fan of the topic we discussed in our episode and that it felt like being with her mom again. The joy she felt and the humble appreciation we felt for her telling us would have been impossible without Dragon Con Goes Virtual. It simply never would have happened. So thank you for the incredible effort that y'all and your staff and volunteers put into planning and organizing it and to all the track runners who went above and beyond to make sure content was there for folks. Then thank you again to all of you and again to all of them for an absolutely smooth and stunningly slick execution of the event. And then thank you for being forthcoming about the fact that in-person or virtual is still an open question and will be driven by safety rather than anything else. It's my fervent hope that this, there will still be virtual content regardless of the pandemic this year and every year in the future. It doesn't detract from the event. It adds to it. And that is from Michael Williams. He is on the Yay. Council of Mikes. Uh, Mike, you and I have been on panels with this guy. Uh, he's a he's an author as well, um, and uh, you know it it is uh, it's interesting because um, we do get emails every once in a while from folks that think we are Dragon Con. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got that impression. Like we're not Dragon Con. Oh, Dragon Con. Um, I mean. We are Dragon Con, but we're not Dragon Con. Right. We're not know? the folks that run it. Um, <laughs> we're not the folks that you should be thanking. But we have forwarded this to the folks that uh, do run it. And uh, we appreciate the sentiment. And that story about the uh, mother and daughter in Alaska is was just really kind of touching. So uh, I thought it was uh, definitely worth mentioning. But And I'm glad to see that, yeah, I think, I, you know, we all agree. they The virtual, the virtual con that content does open it up to the world. And um, I think they're going to get more people attending once all is said and done, once the pandemic stuff is under control um, because of that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely a good thing for Dragon Con, I think. And I, I think no matter what happens, I think providing some sort of virtual content should be something that they do all the time now. I would actually be concerned about someone from Alaska or similar northern climbs coming to Atlanta to Dragon Con because it's a sweat fest. <laughs> you know, if you're not used to it, you know, we're like 90 degrees, 95 percent humidity. Put on the put on the John Snow outfit. Let's go march. You know, it's like <laughs> that, that takes a special person to do that. And Dragon Con, the weight loss adventure. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so the uh, next email we've got, uh, Jen. All righty. Hi, Michael, Mike, Darren, Mary Lou, and Jennifer. Thanks for giving me a really good look at Dragon Con. None of my friends can afford to attend either, so my only hope is that the virtual con will continue into the future. I enjoy listening to you and just heard about all the cats lined up. Love that. I'll keep listening for word about whether Dragon Con will also be virtual. I'll be happy to pay what I can afford for virtual attendance. If DragonCon runs a Kickstarter to fund a roving cam and mic bots, I'll support it. I had to wait 40 years, finally, to reach the heights of the lower middle class, so even half-price attendance would still be high for me. I think I heard you say an all, all days pass is 115, but that, that's actually the whole weekend. Uh, there's one way I'd probably love to attend, and that's as a volunteer. Decades ago, decades ago I watched my close group of tabletop role-playing friends with whom I gamed every week since 1996, failed to bring a con to RVA. I made up my mind that I would do all I can to help any local event. I'm sorry I couldn't find the virtual dealer's room. I'm 62 and didn't grow up with computers at home. Thanks for being good company and for giving me a helpful taste of Dragon Con. You set out the good and the bad. Stay safe, Bill L. Thanks, Bill. I'm glad that we could uh, provide him with enough information and that he was able to participate in mm-hmm. Dragon Con. In Bill, Bill Ellis, actually another one of our patrons. Ah, well, oh. thank you even more so. Um, and uh, I guess a future <laughs> co-host, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to, just to reiterate what he said, I mean, some of us physically can't find the dealer's room or more importantly can't find what we're looking for in the dealer's room so it's completely okay that you didn't find it electronically <laughs> or yeah. we we yeah. find it and then we see the line to get in and we're like nah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Most of us are going to there. You want to go to Starbucks instead? Let's go to Starbucks. Well, sometimes the line to Starbucks is just talk, as yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, well that's just keeping it as close to the in-person event as possible, right? If it was easy to find it just wouldn't be Dragon Con. That's true. That's true. I thought about just walking around my house a few times to feel like I'm in line for the dealer's room. <laughs> I think that, you know. I th- like I said, just stare at a closed door for 15 minutes. You're waiting for the elevator. It's fine. Uh, Every time I see a long line, I ask them, what panel are you waiting for? And they say the bathroom. <laughs> or customer service. Customer service. <laughs> All right, uh, the final email that we got is uh, full of maybe some uh, some uh, rumored information. So take this with a grain of salt. This is not a official uh, piece of news. Um, so this may or may not be true. In fact, the person who sent this does not want their name mentioned. And so I, I, I totally uh, can understand why. But they thought we would be interested um, for the Dragon Con report. Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous has found us. Uh, at least it's better than Deep Throat, so it's okay. Uh, so, I, Wait, what? Really? Really? So, so the email goes as follows. Obviously, we know nothing official right now beyond vaccine negative test requirements <laughs> are not off the board to be required for the volunteer meeting. But they could, in theory, be. Uh, apparently uh, is going to be integrating the IBM Health Pass option in their platform for conventions to use according to a convention that just confirmed they will be hosting an event September 22 through 26th. Hmm. Uh, 
I figured this was kind of cool news because I know people who may or may not want these requirements have questioned Dragon Con's ability to mandate them as the cards are considered by many to be too easily forgeable. Um, the announcement is here, and there's a quote that says, we plan to use the verification system that our ticketing company, Grotix, and many other business and events are setting up to use IBM a digital health pass want to know more about the digital health pass works watch this short video there's a link to that uh Grotix is the new platform that dragon con has started to use for badge sales so um you know there could be that tie-in so there may be that may be exactly uh how they can uh sort of um get uh decide whether people are healthy enough to actually intend the convention in person. Now that is, uh, like I said, uh, extremely speculative at this point. Um, and I have not actually checked out the digital health pass uh, myself. So I do not know, but I do agree that the, um, the cards that they give out after you get your, after you get vaccinated are, are pretty forgeable. <laughs> I immediately lost mine today as what? soon as I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> And they say the vaccine has no after. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't even make it to my car. Wow, and I lost it. So I mean, oh, they, they they have a web portal. I printed it out from the web portal, and they said if I'm really mm. concerned, I can just go back there and they'll make me a new card. Uh, but yeah, it's stored digitally, yeah. so I'm not. And the only personal information on there was my name and my birthday. So right. if somebody grabs it. Hey, good luck. You don't know what I look like, so you can't really. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you could show it with your ID or anything. So yeah, as we go forward, as a you know, as a country, as a society, exactly what we're going to do is determined. Um, you know, multipass. Yeah, multipass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? I did see that con. I did see that con announcement though. Uh, I think it was a week ago. Uh, and as, as soon as I read about it, I was like, well, okay, that's actually a big reputable con that's uh, that's doing that. So that's, a, that's Wasteland Weekend, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, well, San, San Diego's before that, right? And I know they're having an in person event. So no, they're, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. They, oh, is it Thanksgiving? They in, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Didn't they cancel that too? Gotcha. They're, they're, no, going, and then they, they're going back and they, forth with it. They they oh, okay. they announced it, then they backtracked, and then they okay. backtracked from the backtrack. Well, so. what they're finding is <laughs> what they're finding is they're get, they're having issues with a lot of getting a lot of guests for the Thanksgiving weekend because well, a lot yeah, it's Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving well, weekend. Well, exactly, Hello. but you know, there's other cons that are th- usually Thanksgiving weekend anyway. Look at Chicago TARDIS and such. Well, it's yeah, it's it's like once you claim your weekend, that's your weekend. Yeah. Well, right? exactly. So. And but what's going on is a lot of the creators are saying, "Hell no, this is could be the first year in two years that I'm able to get a, together with my family to celebrate Thanksgiving. Why do you know? I w- would rather do that than be at a con. Yeah, that that's a good point. Too. Yeah. Right. So, and that's what San Diego's starting to find out. So they're looking at possibly even downscaling it even more. And that's what Mike was talking about, you know, with the backtracking and such. So it'll be in a Denny's. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Denny's on San Diego Boulevard. In the... Love it. Love it. <laughs> you know, it. It is interesting about Wasteland because the majority of their event is outside. Mm. Ooh. Which is I'm awesome. Sure. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
I'd feel safer uh, at an so outdoor. I feel safer at an outdoor event. But yeah, that's just me. I'm just, that's the I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna feel safer now that I'm vaccinated. But yeah, <laughs> I'm still not gonna <laughs> run around, you know, maskless and everything. I'm gonna be uh, much more careful about drinking apple pie from strangers. Oh yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. That's not gonna happen. Or the guy who well, runs around with the the Nerf the water gun filled with the water guns. No, yeah. no. No, I, I think you're gonna see a lot of responsible behavior during the day. Really, really, and, and then and yeah, then the usual behavior at night. Yeah, and then the usual behavior at night because people are going to their alcohol level will increase, and mm-hmm. that's when mistakes the clothes come off. That's when mistakes are made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that that's going to happen whenever we get a bunch of people together. But I think this year it's going to be a bit more like I'm going to hang out more with just my friend group as opposed to let's go to the Pulse Bar and see what we can get into or whatever. You know, I, I just think it's going to be a different vibe altogether. I could be totally wrong. It could be like Bacchanalia. I have no clue. But I, I still think some people are going to be very much aware of uh being indoors around a whole bunch of people in close proximity even in masks i think it's still going to be a little triggering for people especially those of us who have pre-existing conditions i think we're going to be very careful about it lots more dragon con tv watching in your hotel room as opposed to being out on the floor so what you're saying is the lines will be shorter (laughs) yeah probably that also gets into the whole thing you know then you have the food court at Peachtree Center, mm-hmm. all the lines and all the tables and all the people. And then you also have, you know, all the stuff going on. You know, the, what about the parade? You know? <laughs> at yeah. One person at a time, six feet apart. <laughs> walking There's down. No, I, I don't know. You know I, don't, do. I, I don't think the parade can happen. Good bus, I, don't yeah. think the, I don't think the parade can happen no matter what. There's just, yeah. I mean, not, not for the yeah. people who are in the parade, but for the spectators. But the, Yeah, there's just no way they could control that. Well, the last year they had the parade, they had almost 130,000 people at the parade. Yep. Yeah. Holy cow. So that's just insane. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally insane. The parade route becomes 22 miles long. (laughs) (laughs) Then I. Into Kennesaw. Yeah, into Kennesaw. Just down down 75, y'all. Just keep walking. It's fine. Why the heck not? It takes three days to finish the parade route. <laughs> I, um, while we're on this topic, too, I wanted to bring in, because, uh, Chuck, I saw something that you posted on your group recently that I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, apparently, I'm not surprised, because a lot of, you know, a lot of things are being so divisive uh, these days, online and off. Um, but it, it seems like, are you are you seeing that there's a definite, like, division between those people who are wanting the con to go on uh, in person and those who are not uh, in the groups be honest there's very few people that get real um upset about either side uh it's like 95 percent people are cool with people being what they are uh but that five percent are the people who really try to get upset about what other people are doing and so I just try to keep that 5% from creating havoc. And you do a good job of it. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, mostly uh, when I've been in that group, it, it's mostly positive. So, um, yeah, and I, it's a credit to a lot of the Dragon Con groups, I think, are, are I feel that way. But, um, um, but yeah, I did, when I saw your announcement, you know, of, of trying to make sure that no matter what, like, whether it's going to happen or not happen or whatever, you know, keep it positive, keep the, keep the comments, you know, kind of polite and respectful um, and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens, right? I mean, we don't really have mm-hmm. control over it. Absolutely. So, uh, well, very good. I, I thought, I thought that was very, very well said. So, um, and yeah, that's posted right at the top of the, uh, Dragon Con unofficial, uh, private group on Facebook. So if you want to read that yourself, go ahead. And I encourage everybody to add that to their, their groups, uh, join that group. Um, and, uh, it, it's a good one. It's good for, for information. I, I go there all the time and steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> all right. So that's the news. That's the emails. Uh, we had a little bit of discussion there, which is awesome. And, uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Indian Chuck some more. I'm lifelong ensign Charles Kelso. I'm Federation Envoy Keith Johnson. I'm Ferengi Counselor Veronica Dashiell. And I'm Andorian Mess Hall Cook R. Allen Siler. And we're the crew of Earth Station Trek. Join us for episode reviews, discussions of themes and characters, and all the news from across the Trekverse. Our logs cover the full gamut of Star Trek. From the groundbreaking original series to the future of the franchise on Paramount Plus. With lots of stops in between. Join our crew aboard Earth Station Trek for your regular podcast escape into the Trekverse. Go bald or go home! Welcome back, and now it's time to talk in more detail with our honored guests. Uh, Mindy, we'll start with you. What is, what was, do you remember the first year you were at DragonCon? Yes, so I believe it was 2001. Um, I was, I was a young kid, maybe in my late 20s. Went for one day. It scared the crap out of me. (laughs) Wow, okay. I had, I had social anxiety back then. And I, I wasn't sure. quite prepared and I was with a Dragon Con veteran. Um, but there was still about like what 25, 30,000 people at that point. Yeah, that's point, a lot right? of people for for, for yeah. my young self. And if, if the one day you chose was Saturday, that was be pretty yes, overwhelming. So Saturday at the parade was my first introduction. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had a fantastic time. It definitely helped me get over my social anxiety um, in meeting people, in seeing these thousands of wonderful, glorious geeks that looked and dressed and thought just like me. That was fantastic. Um, so I continued, that kind of started a tradition at that time. I, tra- I kind of continued to go just on Saturdays for a while um, until 2005. I bought my whole weekend pass. Um, and, uh, I remember extremely distinctly the first cosplay that, is... that I carry with me to this day. I was in the basement of a Marriott hanging out on a Saturday night and this glorious, amazing human was dressed as the Wicked Witch of the West. 
and she had three flying monkeys flanking her, escorting her around each level of the Marriott Pulse Bar next level. Then I watched her come down the escalator down to my floor. And that is absolutely what inspired me to cosplay. I'm a huge Wizard of Oz fan, like crazy go nuts Wizard of Oz fan, um, including Wicked Wicked the Books and the Musical. Um, And I've never, to this day, never been more impressed with someone's dedication to what they were cosplaying and the three people that were the flying monkeys with her that were literally doing the oh with her as they walked. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about that um, back in 2005. Got pictures with her on a really old digital camera that I still have somewhere. Um, don't remember her name, but that was the pinnacle moment in my life that I was like, yep, I'm a cosplay Dorothy next year and hope that this, hope that this girl is here and that we can somehow find one another and converge. Did, did that happen? Uh, no, well, I did cosplay Dorothy the next year, um, in really short skirt fashion. Um, and, but I did not find her. I don't know if she was a one-off that year in 2005. If you're listening, girl that was Wicked Witch of the West, you know, contact me somehow, join my group, something, because you were amazing. She was perfect. She was green from head to toe. It was amazing. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Never saw her again. Didn't see her the rest of the weekend. Uh, It was just that Saturday night in the Marriott. So, So 2001, you said was your first. Now you have been going consecutively ever since? Consecutively, haven't missed. I've at least um, been there for at least one day since 2001. I work in the pet care industry, the veterinary industry. So Labor Day weekend is a very big weekend uh, if you work in the veterinary industry for various reasons. So uh, I don't always get the whole weekend Mm -hmm. off to to Dragon Con. Um, So I've been there for for at least one day since 2001 um and actually as part of my hiring contract now uh because i'm in management uh labor day weekend i have to have off (laughs) in order for me to accept a position (laughs) there's probably about eighty thousand people that are right there with you they have that that written in their written in their contracts right um Uh, do you go, had, before you went to Dragon Con that first time, had you been to other conventions? That was literally my first convention ever. Now have, since then, have you gone to other conventions? Okay. Yes, I've been to Chattacon many times. Um, and uh, it's a really fun, you know, little con, made a lot of friends while I was there. Um, did a little bit of cosplay, learned some really cool stuff from some people there. Um, and then the only other one that I go to and now volunteer for is Frolicon. Um, I've been going to Frol um, since 2008, 2009. Um, but I learned about that through Dragon Con. Wow. And, and what would you say, you know, having gone to other conventions and not to, not to uh, speak ill of them, but what is it that make you in your mind that makes Dragon Con so special that you keep coming back? So Dragon Con is the event of my life. Um, each year, again, I work in an industry that that pretty much is busy every holiday weekend because 
pet parents board their dogs and cats at vet clinics so they can go play on holiday weekends. Um, so Dragon Con is the thing that I do. It's the vacation I take every year because I am with my people. I am with people who love the fandoms that I love. I am with people who look like me, talk like me, they speak my language. And it is the single most welcoming environment I I experience on a mass level. Um, I can go there and wear a weird t-shirt with Dr. Who, Matt Smith, Dr. Who on the front. And people are like, I like your shirt. And that, that pretty much only happens around DragonCon. Um, we are a, an insular group of 80,000 people um, because we all love the same stuff. We all love the same stuff. We all do the same stuff. And those 80,000 people are my weirdos. They are my family. Uh, I have the best time of my life there. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo and I have a lot of anxiety and I don't like to travel away from my dog too much. And I'm a local Atlanta girl. And it's really awesome that I have the luxury of living four miles from where the con takes, takes place. So I can come home and check on my dog and hopefully drink some water and take a shower uh, and then go back and jump right back in headfirst to the rest of my family. Um, even if we don't love the same stuff, we're all there for the same reason because we love cool stuff, great, awesome multimedia stuff, nerds, geeks. We're all, we're all just there because we love the same stuff. And I am from a very small town in Indiana full of cornfields and um, bigotry. So um, <laughs> coming down, moving to Atlanta uh, has been, and finding DragonCon has been coming home. Nice, nice. And I definitely can uh, identify with a lot of those sentiments. Um, uh, Chuck, what about you? What, uh, what was your first year at DragonCon? Uh, my very first year at DragonCon was probably my best memory at Con. Um, I got to meet Mickey Rooney that year. And I remember that year. I've, I've posted that story many times on my website and others, but uh, I made Mickey Rooney cry, and they were good tears. Oh, okay. I was going to say, whoa. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, – I swore then that I would never miss DragonCon as long as I could, and – I've gone every year ever since. I think that was 2006 was that year. Okay. Um, I would have gone earlier, but I had a weekend flea market booth that I couldn't get away from. But the second that I stepped foot in Dragon Con, I knew I'd found home. So I've gone every year since. The uh, I do remember, that. yeah, it seemed like at the time, I remember being surprised because it seemed like Mickey Rooney was an odd choice. But I, I love how Dragon Con has really kind of um, in the last decade or two decades, really, has opened it up to even more bit of pop culture uh, icons and 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 supporting that. So, um, should we ask you why he cried? No, no problem. I'll tell the story. It gets a little long. I'll try to make it as short as possible. So, it was my first time going to Dragon Con. I'm a huge fan of Santa Claus for obvious reasons. I I kind of look the part. 
so that year I decided I was going just to meet Mickey Rooney. I didn't really know that much about Dragon Con. Uh, so when I got there, there was lines wrapped around the building, and I said, oh, this is obviously for Mickey Rooney. No, it was for two people from Firefly. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I have nothing against Firefly. I love Firefly. But I walked in, and there was like two people in line for the Mickey Rooney line, and it kind of pissed me off. So uh, I took my stuff that I brought to get autographed, took it up to Mickey Rooney, and one of the things was a box of action figures uh, from the year without a Santa Claus. And Mickey took it from me and he looked at it and he kind of growled in a rough gravel. He says, ah, where'd you get this? And I said, uh, I don't even know if they make it anymore, sir. It's, uh, it's something I got years ago. And I bought like five autographs and he said, ah, I never get the good stuff. And so, you know, I was in a starstruck fog. I went back and told my wife and she said, you, you realize we brought two of those sets, right? And I, I was embarrassed. I knew I hadn't. I, I didn't even think about it. So then that, that night we got the set. Next morning we came out again. It was a much longer line to my, uh, well, it made me happy to see sure, it. Sure. And I went through the line and when I got up to him, I said, sir, uh, I you know, I bought autographs from you yesterday. I'm not here for that. And I'm not here. I don't want anything from you. I just wanted to give you the set and tell you how much that your movies and your appearances and everything made, you know, meant to me growing up. And he took the set from me and he just started crying. Uh, and his son was right behind him. And I know there's, there've been some stories about his son and his wife and their relationship. But at that moment, his son dragged me to the side and he said, um, what do you want? And I said, I don't want anything. I just wanted to express my appreciation. He said, well, you're going to get something. He grabbed a, a program off the back from where Mickey and his wife had been touring and had his dad autograph it. And they posed with pictures and Mickey was crying. And he said, you don't know how much this means to him. Wow. I learned later that the whole deal was that because that first day he was there and he was that kind of a superstar and almost nobody knew who he was. Right. And people who had seen him had seen him walking through the lobbies, just not real happy because he was in this crowd that didn't recognize who he was. And he was the only reason I was there. So that was the reason why I made Mickey Rooney cry. And oh, that's I, awesome. I, like I said, I swore I'd never miss Dragon Con as long as I could. I'm now an eternal member. Oh, nice. We, me and my wife bought eternal memberships. And it wasn't that year. It wasn't the next year. But it was as soon as we could afford it. Nice, nice. Um, and now have you, um, was, that, was that your first convention experience ever? Uh, I've I've been at a few conventions before. Uh, I typically around Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from. I would set up and sell things from my flea market booth, and I got to know some stars from that. That, but uh, that was the first time I'd ever gone to a convention without with it simply being for fun. I think I'd been to like Chiller Theater in New Jersey once before then, and San Diego Comic Con once or twice, but that was the first one that I really had done just for fun without even thinking about what I was going to bring home from it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what do you think uh, sets Dragon Con apart for you as far as making it special? About the fans. 
it's it's about people uh connecting with each other um I go to a panel or two every year anymore, but it's more about coming back and meeting my family that I only see once a year. Um, and that sets Dragon Con apart. Everything else is about somebody uh, selling a movie or selling a TV show or something like that. Dragon Con is about fans getting together and celebrating um, everything they love about geekiness. Well said. Well said. Um, and I agree with that completely. Absolutely. Um, now, both both of you have gone above and beyond in the fact that not only do you participate in the conventions, but you also are admins of uh, Facebook groups that exist and have content all year round that's centered around Dragon Con. Um, now, Chuck, I'll start with you since I've got the, the group right here uh, in front of me. Uh, so the Dragon Con unofficial group um, is 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 been around for a long time. It looks like it looks like it was created in 2006. Do do you know what the history of that group is? Uh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine, Philip, uh, started this group. Uh, it actually predated the uh, official Dragon Con group. It was the first Facebook page uh, that had to do with Dragon Con, and then he brought on Charlie, uh, who was the second admin. And not that long after, uh, I hung out on the board a lot, and I seemed to be the guy that would catch some things that were slipping through, and Philip said, you want to be an admin? And so when when he said, I said, sure. And all of a sudden, people think it's my group. No, it's still Philip's. <laughs> right. But, uh, but uh, I've become kind of the face of the group because of that. Gotcha. And and this group is um, for anything and everything related to Dragon Con. Is there any sort of focus or we uh, we allow anything that has to do with Dragon Con, uh, anything that really has to do with geekiness. I try to keep um, people from getting into controversies and dragging the real world into it. So we have some hard and fast rules about things like religion and politics and things that divide us. Uh, I want it to be about things that bring us together. So as long as it brings us together, I'm okay with it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, it's a great resource. Um, I mean, the official Dragon Con group is pretty uh, great as well. Um, but that one just has been around longer. And uh, yeah, it's got a, the community is strong in that one. So I have nothing but respect for the guys that run the official board. It's mm-hmm. just, we're slight, we're a slightly different board. Sure. Yeah, you're a little naughtier. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, yes. Uh, now, Mindy, mm-hmm. um, your group is a lot newer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is this is the uh, plus size cosplayers of Dragon Con? Now, is this something that um, you were you're there from the beginning? Uh, this is my group that I created, um, awesome. but it's an unofficial group. Another unofficial yes, group? unofficial. Okay. Um, and we are just under 150 members. It's a very casual group. It's for, you know, other plus-size cosplayers and the people who love us. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's just a place where we share ideas. Um, we bounce stuff off each other all the time. That's that's a big deal because uh, I'm a super casual cos. Very frequently, um Myself and other members just talk about how to get things done with hot glue instead of a sewing machine. Um, there are some really amazing cosplayers in my group uh, that are far more dedicated than I am. 
it's really just kind of a social group, but also showcase what you're doing, um, bounce things. It's not just for locals. We have people from all around the country and I think all around the world at this point. I think we have a couple of Australian uh, people that also come to Dragon Con that happen to be plus size. Um, and it's really just a supportive group. We're there to support each other because the plus size community is not always the most accepted community at Dragon Con. Uh, unfortunately, I, or in I, the world, um, for that matter. I, yeah, I I can understand that. Do you do you find that uh, how is Dragon Con uh, overall as far as respectful of plus size folks? Do you find it um, welcoming, particularly, or still kind of so from a spectator standpoint? I think that we're just another face in the crowd. When it comes to who ends up in people's photograph portfolios from Dragon Con and things like that, we are definitely left out. Um, And that is something that is frustrating for me and the rest of us uh, because we put just as much time as a standard size body into our cosplays, if not more time, because we have to incorporate the fact that we are plus size um, into being someone who is probably a more a smaller size. Um, but the crowd as a whole is super is super accepting. I mean, we are plus size people are everywhere, and we're gonna we're gonna cosplay whether they like it or not. Um, as myself. Um, I kind of have to shove myself in people's faces if I really want to get noticed when I'm in cosplay at Dragon Con, uh, which I'm perfectly happy to do. Um, but I definitely there are other people who feel, and this is one of the reasons why I created the group, they feel like they're invisible. They feel like they're not seen by the, by the public as a whole just because they're plus size. Um, so I feel like acceptance as a whole uh, could be better, is getting better, but definitely could be better. Whereas I know all too well about uh, things, uh, plus size related things. I am not as, <laughs> uh, uh, I was not as well schooled on, on cosplay things. So I, I will have to defer to uh, Jen and Darren on this, but it, it, do you find that it's, um, uh, more challenging for a plus size person yes. to do cosplay in general. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I, I wanna I wanna preface this with I am completely accepting of people that do not spend a thousand hours meticulously hand making their cosplays and really just want to go have only have the time and only have the budget to go to Walmart the day after Halloween and buy what's on clearance as far as costumes go because I do I absolutely do that myself from Party City from Walmart from wherever retail stores are going to have uh costumes post Halloween a 1x and a 3x in Party City size is not a 1x or a 3x in real in life the world. 
Um, a 1X might be a skinny girl who has a food baby who ate too many tacos. Um, and I mean this because I've been doing, I, look, I've been a facker my whole life, uh, basically since I had puberty at 13. So I've been doing this forever. Um, it's hard to be a, a plus size person and find things that you don't have to make yourself. If you want to uh, purchase a bodysuit or something like that, you pretty much are going to have to make alterations, wear some shapewear, and suck it in real tight when you want to take pictures. Because the world at large does not believe that plus-size people also want to be awesome rad cosplayers. So we do a whole lot of making stuff ourselves and being ingenuous and amazing because we look at a black dress and we turn it into something amazing because we have no choice but to do that because we can't go buy something off the rack because it's not made for our booty and our hips. Right, right. That, that's completely true, Mindy. What, what I try to do is because I struggle with my weight. And I'm I'm a guy that's getting up there. Some of the metabolism is not as cranked up as it should be now, and I have to watch what I do. So I'm starting my my uh, intermittent <laughs> fasting slash keto life Just for the summer, it. which is what a lot of cosplayers. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. It's too much. Because um, because I've got all these other cosplayers that are in lower sizes, so I gotta get that into them. Oh, I, well, thank you. You're not the mm-hmm. only one. I can tell you that. It's it's nice. Um, but I, I took a picture in a costume that I liked and uh, was made for me, and I thought it looked cool. And I got eviscerated on Facebook yep. groups for being a mm-hmm. larger dude. Why is he a superhero? So I can tell you that that exists. But here's the thing about the guy who eviscerated me. I didn't have to say a thing. The other cosplayers piled on him, and they were all, for the most part, superhero body material. So. First of all, thank you to everyone who does that online to to snipe the trolls. Oh, absolutely! You can be you can be any size you want to be, any height, any weight, any gender, identifying yep. whatever. You can go cosplay and have a great time at Dragon Con, and that is wonderful. Sure. It turns out that the guy who trolled me was in his basement and was more overweight than me, <laughs> <laughs> and still lives with his mother probably uh, that we couldn't confirm but i'm like wow i mean this was someone who is probably not having a great life on their own who yeah. wanted to make himself feel better by putting someone else down it's the he same kind jealous of stuff of your bravery totally and it does take bravery i don't care if so you're, if you're if you're bodybuilder perfect or swimsuit cover perfect or just a regular joe and jane out there it takes guts to walk in front of 80,000 people wearing spandex, lycra, neoprene, etc. Yes. And no pants. And, and and have a good time and let all the BS from the life go. That's why I do it. I said the second that cosplaying is no longer fun for me is the second I stop doing it. Absolutely. Because what is the point? What's the point? So to anyone out there in your group or anyone listening to this podcast – I usually say you podcast who you have a passion for. 
You cosplay and, who you have a yeah, passion yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cosplay for who you have a passion mm-hmm. for. Podcast and too. you can make that <laughs> Yeah. Or you can you can make that costume fit That's your it. body type. Because I, I cosplay as Wonder Woman. Yes. So there's that. Heck yeah. But you can also if you feel less comfortable with like just being out there, you can pick from the list of characters that do kind of fit your body type as Absolutely. kind of a baby stepping stone into that world. So you're not like so out there if that's a more comfortable place for you. It's like all if, over you, Pinterest. if you don't want to wear a wig and you have red hair, then hey, choose a character with red hair. Problem solved, right? So just do it like that because that tends to make a lot of sense. And of course, in Dragon Con in August, as I always say, because I I nearly passed out from heat stroke in a costume. I wear as little clothing as possible. Yeah, consider your layers because <laughs> I got overheated. Mike Faber saw me get overheated. He's like, "Dude, you need water, dude. Mm-hmm. You need water." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I know I need water." And I was wobbling. I was like a weeble wobble. I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, oh this is this is not good." But we don't fall down. <laughs> no, nah, well. Darren kind of did later that night. That's uh, story. So, oh, I've I've seen him crash. He yeah, has crashed. I have I have crashed. I have I have a crash button. I'm like Dana. Uh, Chuck, do you do you do you Ooh, cosplay at all, sexy. sir? Um, just going off of what we were just talking about, what was just talking about, and I don't want to discount anybody's troubles that they've had because of non-acceptance. I mean, everybody has their own personal things to deal, but um, I had heard for a couple of years uh, that. I kind of look like George R. R. Martin. And I, I would have that. people come up to me at cons asking if I was George R. R. Martin. About oh my God, year. I just you, got you that. probably had people what? accost you say, when are you going to finish that book? And that happens like <laughs> dozens and dozens of times every year. So about a week before Dragon Con one year, I just decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I ordered a uh, Greek fisherman's cap. Um, I made a little marker board that said, uh, uh, be nice to me or Tyrion is next. <laughs> and um, and then everything else I got out of my closet, including I have a pair of old glasses that looks exactly like the glasses he wear, wears. And I took it to Dragon Con that year, and somebody took a picture in the food court. Uh, it ended up on Reddit uh, for like two or three days. It was the number one highest viewed picture on Reddit. Wow. Uh, millions of views. Ooh, and so if you, if to this day if you look up be nice to me or Tyrion is next you'll find my picture uh on the internet uh and so you know it's just, i have it on a t-shirt i just decided you know god blessed or cursed me with uh this and so i you know i used it and i have never looked back it's honestly it's the first time that i ever really got that noticed at dragon con this happened right around the same time that i started becoming the uh, uh the unofficial board admin gotcha. so those two things together the first year it was like are you him and they would mean are you uh george r. r martin and like three years later it was like are you him and i'm like no i'm not george r. r. no are you that chuck guy from the uh dragon con board <laughs> and that was you know it's kind of an ego stroke you know <laughs> that's great that's a great story <laughs> that is some successful cosplay, sir. Thank you. I even uh, now a Christian Narn, uh, Narn uh, Hodor from DragonCon, uh, from Dragon from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, I cosplayed as George R. R. Martin at the photo booth at one of his Rave of Thrones, 
And I got to meet him and I went backstage. I can't say exactly what his words were because I don't know how adult you're allowed to go. But basically, he looked up, did a double take, and yelled, holy F. <laughs> <laughs> it's my boss. <laughs> also, cheapest cosplay ever. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheap is good. It was like Cheap 15 or good. 20 bucks total. My my only my only issue with the out of the bag, like like you said, Mindy, the Walmart costumes, the Party City costumes, and uh-huh. stuff like that. I would say don't expect a whole bunch of people to be taking your picture, because everyone right. everyone right. knows what those costumes are from, and there's no mm-hmm. there's no hand craftiness to them. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, and, totally. and I'm just saying totally. that's that's because Dragon Con, eighty thousand people, any moment, half of them are in costumes. Yes, and half of them, half okay. of those people, have put hundreds of hours of work into their costumes. So there's yes, a lot and of, I love those. People. There's yeah, totally. There's a lot of craft into that. But I, I saw a couple who were got, kind of ticked off that they were wearing the Party City versions of these two very famous mm-hmm. comic book characters, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. they were standing in the Marriott. Like, why isn't anyone taking our picture? Yes, like, that's I, happened to me Yeah, as a plus-size girl mm. who made her very own Harley Quinn Suicide Squad-style uh, cosplay. And look, I was hot. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just say, as a fat girl, I was hot. Uh, and had a really great time, and I dyed my own. I, I went all out, made, made the bottom, made the top did the wig, like, dyed my own wig, I really went, I went out because I identify with that character, um, and I stayed in character all night, and I can say, I'm still salty about this, y'all, so if you see me this year running around a Suicide Squad Harley, take my picture. Um, <laughs> I, three people took my picture the whole night. Oh, that's sad. That it was really, I was, I was almost butthurt, except that I had the best time running around as a slightly intoxicated Suicide Squad Harley with my baseball bat threatening to hit people with it, but giving them candy instead, because mm-hmm. I'm a nice fat girl and I like to fatten up everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely. three people took my picture and I was a little saucy about that until I found, mm. may he rest in peace, Photo gnome Joe Hunt. Oh yeah, Joe was. Great. I found him. Was great. He did an impromptu photo session with me that night. Mm-hmm. I have some of those pictures framed in my living room. Um, but yeah, I mean, he made the night. If you could find photo gnome, he would take pictures of all the girls. Oh, totally, uh, totally. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. If you have an out of the box costume, you're probably not going to get pictures taken. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Find me and my people. We will take your pictures. And, and give you candy. Apparently. And give you candy and probably alcohol if you're over 20. Of course. There you go. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know what, Dragon Con isn't about the pictures. No. Put that Walmart costume on. Come yeah, find your people it. and have a great time. Dance until you pass out. Drink some water. Have yes. some food. But be who you want to be. That is what Dragon Con is for. It is yeah. so... Who, whatever, I don't care if you're it's, just wearing a Ren and Stimpy t-shirt running around singing happy, happy, joy, joy. You're going to have a good time and find people that love you and will sing with you. 
I, I would just say that the, the pictures that people take, that's the cherry on top of the cake oh, of your cosplay. Everybody you should never yeah. assume that you're going to be asked to take a photo. Um, with, but with you know what? But when it happens, it's with great. someone else. Yeah. Ask to take a, you want you want pictures? Ask to take a picture with someone else. That's true. That works yeah. too. Um, yes, I'll say, I'll say, um, so with this year, not really sure what's going to happen. Are you finding yeah, that um, you yourself as cosplayer or your group um, are are playing it safe or are they still have, no, still have so, a lot of ideas on what to do this year or? To my knowledge, most of the people in my group ha- are, are science believers. So they're getting their vaccines and they're planning business as usual for Dragon Con. They are prepping their costumes. Uh, I just saw a couple of posts the other day from some people who are going business as usual, getting ready for Dragon Con, getting their patterns set and ready to make things uh, because we are all in hopes that the world will be a better place by Labor Day weekend and that we can all somehow safely party together. Uh, so yeah, I think that we're all being smart and we're all watching the news and we're all doing what we can to stay safe. I know a lot of us, myself included, are incorporating masks uh, into our cosplays if they aren't already part of our cosplay or finding new cosplays that have masks incorporated to uh, their accoutrement. Um, because we all want to be there. And last year was difficult for all of us. And I absolutely cried on Labor Day because I was not with physically with my people. Um, I did cosplay the entire weekend. though, and people were very confused as to why I was in a cheerleader uniform from Sabrina the Teenage Witch at Candler Park Market. But, you know, it's because it was Dragon Con weekend and I had to cosplay. Are you finding that, yeah. and this is, uh, let's go to you too, Chuck. Um, are, are you finding in your groups that there are certain characters that people are really, like, excited to cosplay as this year? Like some new characters that uh, have come about in pop culture? I've noticed that people have kind of pulled back a little bit about what their plans are. I have a feeling that there's loads of them out there, but they that's the reason why you you um i posted the thing about let people have their fun uh because i think people were were feeling like if they expressed their excitement about a new cosplay that somebody was going to try to bring them down over it and uh so while i guarantee you there's tons of good cosplay from movies of the last year or two the people have kind of been a little bit hesitant to share most of it. And I want to make it more open so that people feel free to, to show that work that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Mindy, any, anybody, any characters are uh, from any, like, you know, we've heard that like where there's probably going to be a lot of one divisions uh, cosplay. There's probably going to be a lot of, um, I don't know, any others, Definitely seen some plus size WandaVisions mm-hmm. coming up. Um, I do know, and I'm not going to name names, but I do know of some plus size people, maybe me included, uh, doing just plus size Avengers, um, plus size slash gender bent Avengers. 
for this year's cause. Um, I know quite a few people that are looking at the Mortal Kombat characters because those already have they already masks, have masks so right? <laughs> exactly. So for better or for worse, I know very it's many people in. who are it's planning Mortal Kombat cosplays because uh safety um so that's that's definitely it the trend kind of in my cosplay group right now just kind of seems to be i hate to say it status quo they're we're we're plugging along full speed ahead i know the plus size avengers are coming up i know a lot of mortal kombatters um i i i myself am working on some mashups for for Dragon Con this year, um, inspired by a good friend of mine named uh, Smooth Cosplayer on Instagram. A little shout out, shout out from Mr. MMA. Um, so I'm working on some some mashups so that I can incorporate masks into my cosplays, uh, just for added level of safety. Uh, but yeah, I, I check in with my group about once a week and just ask everybody what they're working on. Um, a really cool chick that I know of is, who is, um, Handy Cat, who is in a wheelchair, um, is working on a Cinderella, um, oh my gosh, I've just forgotten the word, uh, but she, a uh, carriage, she's working on a Cinderella oh, cool. carriage for this year. Um, it's going to be really amazing. Um, her name is Amber. Uh, so it's kind of just, we're plan- we're hoping for the best. I think we're all just planning for the best and trying to put out the positive energy that it's going to be great this year. And we're going to, maybe it's going to be a smaller group than normal, which would kind of secretly be awesome. Um, but, you know, sweaty people. Uh, we're, we're all really very hopeful and we're planning, we're hoping for the best. We're planning for we the are, best. We are hoping for the best indeed. And that's, uh, um, yes, think positive thoughts. And uh, we, it has been a very positive experience having you both on the show with us. We really appreciate thank you for having me. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys both for... Thanks for, for asking me. This was um, possibly a source of anxiety because I'm just an anxiety-ridden <laughs> human, um, but I was super stoked to do awesome, it. Awesome, awesome. And so we draw close to the fourth episode of the 2021 Dragon Con Report. Uh, much thanks to our station crew and Yay. our guests. Again, thanks, Mindy. Where can people find you online? You're welcome. So I am uh, Mindy Kid on Facebook. I am Hello Kitty K I D D Y seventeen on Instagram, and my Facebook group. I've suddenly, because I'm really nervous, just forgotten the name. It is Plus Size Cosplayers of Dragon Con Unofficial. Uh, please come join us there. We would love to have plus size cosplayers and the people who love us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you, Chuck. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Thank as you, well. sir. And where can people find you online? Uh, well, my group is Dragon Con with a star between the Dragon and Con. Uh, unofficial. That's old school, man. And uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, my name's Chuck Corum, uh, C-O-R-U-M. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. People will be surprised to find out that on my regular Facebook page, I don't uh, have any issues with people bringing up politics or religion. I just keep that off of my main page, uh, off of my unofficial page. But uh, you're welcome to interact with me on either. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And our regular crew. Thanks. Thanks, Jen, for being here once again. Always a pleasure. All vaccinated and such. Yep. Then slowly fading. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quick, where can people find you online? Uh, I am... My yes, the, the vaccine is definitely starting to sure, take we'll off. Uh, uh, I run the DragonCon parties, meetups, and more group on Facebook. I also am a co-host of the Blurred, Night, Blurred Nerds podcast. You can find that on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Awesome, awesome, uh, Darren. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Any old time, like next month, probably. <laughs> <laughs> where can where can people find you online? Uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com, where we talk about the Legion of Superheroes goodness from DC Comics, and of course Earth Station One, where I occasionally bring you straight boys into the LGBTQ uh, uh, rainbow I, room. I must little, find the Legion uh, of Superheroes chat. thing. Uh, really? Okay, I can show you. I can. Uh, I. Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. There will be links to all these in our show notes. And yep. and keep an eye out. The next LGBT uh Rainbow Room episode of Earth Station One will be in June and it's going it to be, be a, June. It's, it's a be, double header. It's an epic. It's an epic one. So it is going to be epic. Taking on look, two heads. Look for that once. one. There's gonna be uh things flying in the air <laughs> in June. <laughs> Can we get video of this? No, there's a video. Yeah, sure. There's video. And, of course, thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible. I'm the guy who fixes this all up, edits it, puts it together. Lots of sc- makes this pretty. Lots of scotch tape, and, you know, it makes it really good. Duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> Duct tape's better. Duct tape is even better. Duct tape better. fixes everything. That's the Mythbusters. Yeah, exactly. Duct tape is a cosplayer's best friend. Oh, God. Dude, I made a corset out of duct tape. Yeah. Wow. All right. It was, it was kind of sticky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of covering things, we try to cover all we can with these episodes. But to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website, all their social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and TikTok. I did confirm that DragonCon does, in fact, have a TikTok account. But there's no content on it as of yet. So Oh, wait for it. Oh, <laughs> Coming wait. soon. Uh, maybe that's why they're asking for submit. Maybe that's why Dragon Hunt TV. They're asking for submissives, yes, for uh, TikTok. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um, all the fan tracks are active on Facebook as well. Uh, please check out those. Uh, get involved. Uh, they're already, you know, looking for volunteers and, uh, you know, people to interact both virtually and if the event happens in person. So if you want to get involved, now's the time. Um, if you would like to feedback on our show, please feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. And uh, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Audible, or as Mike says, wherever fine podcasts are found uh, they also are nice enough to include us um we want you to be part of the station be part of the discussion so please feel free to join us any way you can 
We have a T Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs that are on sale throughout the month of April. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page, as well as in our show notes. And by the way, all the groups and all the links that you've heard that everybody's mentioned will be in the show notes as well. So you can just click on those and go check out all our guest stuff. Um, I recommend doing so. Join all the groups. Uh, The ESO Network also has a Patreon page. And again, we thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it's been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, get the vaccine, and we hope to see you all at the con. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.